Welcome to the next edition of Morgan You Asked For podcast here on a Wednesday, our weekly uh, talk with our NFL expert, uh, Trevor Voss. You know, kind of, you know, another week in the books. This was a much different week with games spreading out from Thursday all the way through Tuesday. Um, kind of a, you know, I kind of like it. You're able to watch games and not have to pick and choose and more teams get the national audience and everything. So, you know, just from a selfish fan perspective, it's nice having them all spread out, you know, because what happened, there is no game on this Thursday because I think are the, uh, the Bills are supposed to play the Chiefs, right? Correct. And that's getting moved to Monday night, I believe. Right. So they're giving them almost that week instead of two days, you know, and, right. and that's understandable. And we might as well just go ahead and get into it. You know, the NFL, just with everything going on, has had to move, I think, eight or nine games as of now. They still haven't had to extend the season or anything, but I just think that's the next step. Uh, but the NFL, as of right now, is still on pace to, to play normal regular season games, but a lot of teams buys and games are getting moved around. Yeah, a lot of games have been moved around. Um, as you said, they haven't extended the regular season yet. I think at some point they're going to have to. And as we talked last week, you know, they could extend it by two or three weeks, or maybe what they'll do is they'll, when it finally comes down to it where they have to extend it a week, they'll add some teams to the extra week and so on and so on. But I think they can do it week by week possibly. Um, but as many COVID positive tests as we're seeing and games getting rescheduled, I, I think that's the next thing to come here eventually. Yeah, I mean, I agree. There's, It's just inevitable. There's going to be more teams that have an issue. More games are going to get postponed. We've seen it in college football this week with Florida today uh, getting postponed against LSU. Um, Vanderbilt, Missouri has been postponed. Oklahoma State and Baylor have been postponed. So I, that's three in college as of Wednesday here, Wednesday afternoon, evening. Uh, and there might be more to come because they do that test on Friday and then, you know, something comes back, game's done right then. All right, let's just get kind of right back to it, kind of from last Thursday night. Uh, the Bears with the improbable one-point win over the Bucks. You know, I guess kind of the big question is, are the Bears for real? You know, I, I, it's a question mark. Um, as a Bears fan, I think they're decent. I think they're maybe just a little bit above 500, but they are 4-1. and one. I was looking today. Uh, CBS, I think, uh, predicts them 75% chance to get into the playoffs. You know, obviously, they're probably not going to win the division. The Packers are really, really good. Uh, but I think, you know, second place should be um, pretty secure. And you need to get two wins over the Vikings. And then you need another win over, you know, the Lions. And, that, and then that gets you just that much closer to the playoffs. Your Bears pulled off uh... – the upset, even though they were at home, um, you know, I thought that was a game that Brady and the Bucks were going to win, but they were a little shorthanded. Uh, that being said, about every team is. So you really can't use that as an excuse. Buccaneers had a lot of penalties. And then, of course, Tom Brady's uh, into the game there where he thought it, they still had another down and they didn't. Uh, you don't see that out of Brady very much. But, yeah, your Bears, 4-1, uh, and one, looking ahead. Uh, they've got Carolina. And then they've got the Rams, Saints, and Titans, which all those last three are going to be tough games. So that was an important win for them to get. And I agree with you. I think the Packers are going to win that division, and the Bears are probably looking 
like a wild card team, they're off to a good start. Absolutely. And then kind of, you know, you knew it was going to happen sometime. No team's going undefeated, but then the, the Chiefs fall to the Raiders. Um, you know, I personally don't think it's anything special. They're going to lose. They'll probably lose again, maybe even two more times. Uh, just with, you know, the efficiency that they played with. And when they're playing their best, they are unbeatable. Um, but that's not going to happen every Sunday. It's not very often you get to say someone or a quarterback outdueled Patrick Mahomes, but Carr did that for sure uh, against them. He had 347 yards, three touchdowns. So he played a little bit better than Mahomes did. Uh, like you said, I mean, the Chiefs are going to, they're going to drop a few games this year, 12 and four, 13 and three. I think that's a, a record that probably most people see him at. So it's a divisional game. Those games are always tricky. Uh, Raiders were on a two game losing streak. So they bounced back and back to three and two and, trying to keep their, their hopes alive for a wild card spot here at the end of the year. Yep. And then, you know, just kind of moving on the game last night. Uh, ups, you know, a lot of people are talking about, you know, the spread, the Bills only being three and a half point favorites. Um, Tennessee hasn't practiced, hasn't done this. Maybe they did practice, you know, that, that's that been some, uh, you know, some controversies and stuff there. But, you know, Tennessee came out and just put a whooping on the Bills. Uh, you know, kind of a few things that I just see from that. The NFL, those players are so good. They don't have to practice on the practice field. You know, they're so physically good and they know what they're doing as long as they're getting their workouts in and everything. All they're doing, it's all mental and getting lined up right and just timing. Um, and so you wonder if that was going to be an issue, but obviously it wasn't for the Titans last night. It's kind of easy to forget, but the Titans were in the AFC Championship game last year yep. against the Chiefs, and they and they, haven't, back, they haven't they still haven't lost this year. So I mean, right, and they bring back most of their team. They look good. I thought that was a game that the Bills might drop. Um, I saw Tannehill and some other Titans players were tweeting uh, that they were upset that people were calling them out uh, for practicing when they were told not to. You know how professional athletes are; they'll use anything as motivation. Yep. So. Uh, sitting here, they they did wrong, and then they turned it around and used it as motivation on their end. And they looked really good. I I, th I thought this was a game the Bills might drop. Uh, Josh Allen made a couple mistakes. He was playing at a really high level. Uh, so we'll see how they bounce back. But those are that's a matchup we might see in the AFC playoffs uh, once the playoffs get started. Yeah, and, and again, not surprising that the Titans won or anything, but you know the amount of points they scored and how you know, kind of dominant they were, was very surprising to me. Yeah, I, I would I expected it to be a lot closer. Um, again, I wouldn't have been surprised if the Bills lost, but to lose in the fashion that they did, uh, I'll be surprised if they lose like that again the rest of the year. Yeah, I would agree. You know, and then just kind of one other game with, uh, we kind of talked a little little bit about this, but the Bears 4-1, are they for real? Cleveland only has one loss as well. Are they for real, Trevor? They're for real as a playoff team, as a wild card team, I think. Uh, first of all, the Browns just need to make the playoffs. We all know their history. If they get in, uh, you know, can they get a win? We'll see. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team, but they do have uh, the recipes for a team that can make a playoff run. They run the ball very well. They have a good pass rush. Uh, they need to get their secondary healthy, but once that comes back, 
they could be even tougher. Uh, Baker Mayfield is still making mistakes, but there's still a good enough roster around him. And it seems like a good coaching staff now that uh, they, they should make the playoffs. Yeah, how much difference is that coaching staff making um, compared to the previous two or three, four coaches? I think I saw something where he, with him having, is he four and one? Are they four and one? With him having four wins, he already is like the 18th all-time leading coach in Brown's history. And if he wins like one or two more, he'll go all the way in the top 10. Well, that's that's somewhat surprising, but I guess it shouldn't be, should it, given their history. No, the last four coaches have all had like three wins. You know? Yeah, Hugh Jackson was there for two and a half or three seasons. Maybe it was three and a half. And he – had a season where they went 0-16, and, and I think they won one or two games. Yeah. I think he had three wins, you know. And so. That might have been it. Um, it wasn't good. So, uh, happy for Browns. Happy for the Browns and their fans. Um, again, to get a win versus Indianapolis, that was the number one ranked defense, at least as of last week. And then they had Pittsburgh this week. So, that was a that's going to be a tough two-week stretch for them. I thought if they can go one and one for those two games, that would be good for them. And they already have the win. So, we'll find out what they're made of at Pittsburgh and then after that they get the Bengals and the Raiders so they're gonna have a chance to have a pretty good record going into their bye in week nine yep all right and then uh kind of we talked about this a little bit last week but it did happen after the loss on Sunday Dan Quinn fired in Atlanta my friend uh Ryan O'Brien actually talked he goes that's one of my top five like best sporting days of all time is him getting fired that's how much he hated him I I think that's pushing it. When your coach gets fired, if that's a top five day, that's not good. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, just, uh, you know, I saw today he put out a letter, real class and everything. Um, unfortunately, it was just time. It needed to happen, you know. And where do you think uh, the Falcon, you know, Raheem Morris, correct, is leading them? And, you know, where do you see them looking uh, for the future for their coach? There's going to be a lot of options. I mean, we talked last week about Eric Bieniemy. He's going to have his choice. He's probably going to be the number one uh, coaching candidate out of there. Uh, Brian Dayball with the Bills, the offensive coordinator. He's done a really good job with Josh Allen. Uh, I know you mentioned Greg Roman last week. And there'll be a few more that, that uh, names that come alive here as the season goes on. I think the interesting thing for the Falcons is they're obviously probably going to pick in the top five unless they have a major turnaround. And I think they have to think about trading Matt Ryan and even possibly Julio Jones. But more on Matt Ryan, say, if they take a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance, a quarterback. And I, I think a team that they can make a deal with potentially out of conference would be the Colts because Phillip Rivers looks to be – this is probably his last season as a starter. Yeah. You figure Matt Ryan has a few more. Or the 49ers because that's where Kyle Shanahan came from. Those, he has a history with that organization, and it doesn't seem like he's fully committed to Jimmy Garoppolo. It seems like there's some press issues there, so that maybe he wants to bring in Matt Ryan, a veteran that knows his system and can come in and maybe do a little bit better job. Yeah, I actually read something today that, yeah, is Jimmy G's time up in San Francisco, and just – I didn't read the article. I just It was like a headline or whatever, and it just kind of shocked me. But hearing you say that, you know – they're really good and their time, you know, NFL time of winning shrinks in a hurry. And, you know, if they don't think their guy is the guy, you got to go get who you can when you can. An interesting name you brought up, the Bills offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, I think is how you say it. Yeah. Um, 
he comes off the both the Bill Belichick tree and the Nick Saban tree. Um, so he obviously has a pedigree and, you know, people that know football, uh, those are two of the best and he learned from two of the best and worked with. So he's a yeah. name that I've heard a couple of times too. And, and just kind of a, a neat thing there where he worked both with the Patriots and Alabama. Yeah. As long as the bills keep winning, you know, if they get to 10 wins or so, he's, he's probably going to be one of those top five candidates that he might not be the first choice, but I think he's going to be one of the top three for next year. And then kind of the, you know, disturbing news, um, you know, you hate to see it with anybody, but the Dak Prescott injury, one of those, I haven't watched it. I don't want to watch it. I've seen injuries like that. I had one happen to me right in front, front of me when I was at Iowa State. Uh, the Missouri quarterback was going and scrambling and planted and one of Iowa State's guys hit him, and it just, you know, buckles the leg. And you see the bone. You can't really see the bone because the socks are pulled up, but you know the bone's there. And you just you hate to see that. Unfortunately, this brings up salary cap information, contract information, and just questions on when you should sign, when shouldn't you sign. You know, he was offered a big deal by Dallas. He didn't take it. He got franchise tagged, which is like 30-some million dollars. So he's getting paid this year and probably again next year, but he could have had a long-term deal um, and he didn't sign it betting on himself. And unfortunately this happened. And from everything I've heard, everything's going as good as can be, but you just really never know. And, you know, just sometimes just be careful what you wish for and take what you can. Jack bet on himself going in this year. He's never been injured. I believe he's started every game and I think he's only maybe missed a few snaps total in his career other than being taken out when they have a big lead. Um, I think he had over a hundred million dollar contract offered to him, or maybe it was guaranteed. I think, like you said, he's making 36, 37 million this year under the franchise tag. Uh, I like Dak a lot. I don't think he's necessarily elite, but I think he's a pretty solid quarterback. Seems like a good leader. So I'd like to see him get a long-term deal there. And I think he will. Uh, Jerry Jones, if he really likes someone, he wants to make you a part of the family and keep you there for as long as he can you know, with Romo and Jason Garrett and some other players. So I, I think he's still going to offer Dak a, a good deal, but it's probably going to be less than what he got offered uh, for this year that he declined. So yeah. that's risk reward. And uh, unfortunately he had that gruesome injury um, and hopefully he can come back and, and still be a really good player. Yeah. And, and hopefully, you know, well, that's one of those that just looks horrible and it's really not, you know, a dislocation really isn't, it looks really bad, but just as a as an injury, it isn't actually horrible. You know, you get it back into place, and then he did break his ankle as well. And then just one other good thing, obviously they were playing the Giants, and Jason Garrett is on that staff. Good to see Jason Garrett come out, talk to him and everything. You know, this is a, a football family, and obviously he worked with Jason Garrett all the way up uh, his entire career until this one. Yeah, you could see Jason Garrett and uh, Giants players and just really everybody was uh, pretty shook up about it. And, yeah, that's that shows the level of respect that Jason Garrett has for Dak, the Giants players, and just probably the NFL as a whole was really upset to see that injury happen. Yeah, you don't want to see that. And, you know, everything – I don't know much about him or anything, but everything has just been said. He's a, he's a great guy, number one, and that's honestly the most important. And obviously he's a really, really good football player. And then, you know, being the quarterback of the Cowboys, as we've talked about, is something special. I mean, it really is 
Um, you know, you can say what you want. I'm not a Cowboys fan and neither are you, but they're America's team per se. And, uh, you know, it's a very important position and everything else like that. And, you know, we wish him well. Yeah, I think they said four to six months. So hopefully he can uh, start rehabbing as soon as possible and uh, make a strong comeback and, and still be the, the really good player that he is moving forward. Hopefully this isn't something that derails his career and, you know, two or three years from now, we're talking about him being a backup or even out of the league. I don't think that'll happen, but, uh, no. you know, hopefully he can make a big, a good comeback. Nope. Medicine's pretty good now compared to even 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, they're just getting so much better at all that rehab and everything. All right, let's kind of just move forward here. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the games coming up this coming week. So I think the first one you wanted to start with was uh, the Browns at the Steelers. Yes. The Steelers are undefeated. Of course, they uh, they played one less game than the Browns. The Browns are 4-1. and one. Uh, The Steelers have had a pretty easy schedule so far. Uh, they were supposed to play the Titans, which would have been a really good matchup. And I think those two will still play later in the year. So we're going to find out a lot about both teams here. And that AFC North is loaded. you got the Steelers at 4-0, and then you've got the Browns and Ravens both at 4-1. So these divisional games are going to be really important uh, for the AFC North. Yep, the opposite of the NFC East. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, and then, you, you know, we kind of talked about them already a little bit, but uh, Tennessee's 4-0. Um, and they uh, – who do they got – and they play on Monday because they got moved uh, because they didn't play till Tuesday. Okay. I'm looking at the Yahoo app real quick. Um, it's still showing them playing the Texans on Sunday, but there's been a lot of scheduling changes. I got to admit, I, I'm having a tough time keeping up with it all. I just look at the app and um, I think it, I think it might it is, not be updated. I think it is Monday. Okay. That would make sense to give them an extra day yeah. uh, since they lost one. But they're hosting the one and four Texans. Uh, the Titans will have a chance to get to 5-0. and And that AFC playoff race is really tight right now. The AFC has got a lot of good teams. And it, it's going to be a battle to get a to get a first-round bye there. So it's an important game. It's a divisional one. Obviously, the Texans, Romeo Cornell is their interim head coach. I, I think the Titans will get the win here. But, again, the Texans have Deshaun Watson. And he's capable of uh, overcoming a lot of things and pulling anything out. Yep. And, and then – and you know, obviously, Houston got their first win of the of the season after you know firing their coach and bringing in Romeo Cornell, who's NFL lifer, been around the block, knows what he's doing. Um, but so good to see them get off uh, the winless uh, streak there. Yeah, good for Deshaun Watson, good for the Texans, JJ Watt. Um, you know, they probably really needed that. Uh, they got a breath of fresh air, so to speak, I guess, with having a new coach now and we'll see if they can turn their season around. I think they have a pretty decent roster. I still think they can get to maybe get to six or seven wins on the season. All right. And now let's move down to, uh, you know, four and zero green Bay. And, and we'll go, and what, what do they have this week? They're at Tampa. And again, that was a big game for Tampa to lose Thursday night against the bears or last Thursday, I should say. And, this is a big game for both teams. Um, the Buccaneers have a little extra time and rest to get ready for this one. But again, the, the Buccaneers are, they're committing a lot of penalties and that's the total opposite of what Tom Brady's used to from New England. I, I believe New England's the least penalized team this year or one of them. And then Tampa is one of the most penalized teams. So they're going to have to get that straightened out. 
if they're going to be a serious contender in the NFC or even a Super Bowl contender. And of course, the Packers look really good. Aaron Rodgers is playing lights out. I don't even think he has a turnover on the year yet. Something like 12 touchdowns, no picks. Um, the offensive line's playing good. Defense looks good. So this will be a big game for the NFC uh, playoff race. And then we head out west. Uh, Seattle, good comeback win there uh, Sunday uh, against uh, the Vikings. Uh, seems to be just kind of the way the, the Seahawks always come from behind and uh, beat the Vikings there no matter what the records are or anything. Uh, but Russell Wilson just showing how good he really is. Yeah, the Vikings really controlled that game until the end. I know there's a lot of people upset with Mike Zimmer for going on the fourth and two. I, I agree with it. I mean, it's... If it, well, you get why he did it, because if they don't pick it up, then Russell Wilson and the Seahawks have to go, what was it, 95 yards or something? Right. Yep. It was a long ways, and it's raining out, so you figure the odds are in your favor, even though it's Russell Wilson. Um, but I also understand the other side of it. If you kick the field goal and make it, then the worst that can happen is you go to overtime. And those two-point conversions that Seattle would have had to make, had the Vikings kicked the field goal and made it, those are pretty tricky. So I get both sides, but, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily blame Mike Zimmer for trying to pick up the first down and win the game right there. My biggest thing is there – Mike Zimmer's trying to win a football game. He's not. It's it's not like he's four and one trying to get to the playoffs or anything. He's just trying to win a football game, and he felt that was his best chance to win the game. Um, he just obviously doing what he did. He showed he did not have confidence in his defense to stop. You know, obviously the Seahawks, and they didn't. Well, that that's part of it, and also uh, the Seahawks are on pace to have the worst defense yards wise in NFL history. They're giving up 471 yards a game right now after playing Vikings, of course. But uh, maybe he just thought, you know, their defense really isn't that good. We've been controlling the game. We've got two yards to pick up. We have Dalvin Cook. Um, so I don't necessarily blame him. But, again, Russell Wilson there at the end, he made a bunch of big plays on that final drive and then the fourth down touchdown pass to D.K. Metcalf. And it seems like Russell Wilson pulls these out uh, – probably more than almost any other quarterback in the league right now. Yeah, I'd say, uh, is there a quarterback you want, fourth quarter comeback, then Russell Wilson right now? I don't think there is in the NFL. I think he's the best one right now. Probably not right now. I mean, right now I'd go Wilson one and then Mahomes and then Rodgers. Uh, Rodgers still got some mobility left. Uh, obviously, Brady's in a new system, yeah. and he's had some good – he's had some highs and lows this year. Uh, Breeze, probably not. He's looking like he's – fading kind of quickly here. Um, but yeah, I'd probably have to go with Russell Wilson if I need one drive at the end of the game. All right, and now let's, you know, go to uh, the winless teams here. Atlanta, we kind of already talked about them uh, losing and then obviously firing Dan Quinn. Um, Raheem Morris has taken over there. Again, another former head coach knows what he's doing. Now, the thing that they did it so early, you know, if he would come off and win four, five, six games, be really hard not to give him the job, but, uh, you know, they're going to be looking for a head coach most likely. Yeah, if he wins, like you said, five or six games or maybe even gets to seven wins, they're going to have to strongly consider keeping him. Uh, they're at the Vikings. I call this, as a, all these winless teams this week, this is a uh, draft pick game. <laughs> this is important for your, for your draft next season. Uh, the coaches and players don't want to hear that, obviously. Uh, but as fans or uh, someone that just really likes a draft. I think if you're a Falcons fan or a Vikings fan, if you have if 
you could guarantee right now that you get the number one pick and get Trevor Lawrence. I think the fans and the uh, the general manager and all those people, the owners, would sign up for that right now. Yeah. Players and coaches, not so much, but uh, the fans and uh, the, the organization probably would. And right or wrong, Atlanta, I believe Trevor Lawrence is from Georgia. Um, so that would fit right in to what yeah. uh, Arthur Blank would want to sell tickets there in Atlanta. Yeah, I think he was born in Tennessee, but then he shortly after that moved to just outside Atlanta. Yeah, to a he's not very far from Clemson. I mean, really, but I mean, just. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but is I think he grew up on the the northwest part of Atlanta. Right. And then Clemson, I think, is only a few hours from Atlanta, if yep. that. So, um, and then uh, both the New York teams are also winless. Yeah, the uh, Jets are at the Dolphins. That's a game, I guess, that they could probably win. Jets fans are probably hoping that they don't at this point. Uh, Adam Gase is, you know, here any day or any week, I should say. He's probably going to get the can. Uh, they released Le'Veon Bell uh, last night, I believe it was. Yep. Uh, they, they couldn't find a trade partner for him, so they just released him. And that was kind of a weird deal from the beginning. Uh, the old management team that was there when they hired Gase wanted to bring in Bell, and they did, and Adam Gase was against it. It sounded like he wanted offensive linemen instead of an expensive running back. And looking back, he was probably right on that. I don't know if that would have made a difference in him still being the coach long-term or not. Um, and then the Giants are playing Washington. And again, another draft pick game. Uh, the Giants play Washington and Philly four out of the next five games. And Washington obviously isn't really – not very good. They have a good defensive line. And Philly's offensive line is a mess, and Philly hasn't looked very good. So the, the Giants could go on a run here. I don't know, but I expect them, you know, with playing both those teams four out of the next five weeks, they should pick up a win or two, you would think. Yeah. But as you said, I don't know if you want wins this year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, again, the players and the coaches do. Right. But the fans and, and maybe some of the management might look at it a different way. So it just depends uh, uh, from your perspective, I guess. Yep, absolutely. All right, anything else you just kind of want to talk about, uh, NFL in general or anything? And then we, we're going to uh, five teams here in just a second, but anything just in general? Just a couple anything? of news things. Uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, Broncos running back, on, got no WI last night, it sounds like. So he's probably going to be out a few weeks. And then Chandler Jones, a pass rusher for the Cardinals, he's going to be out this rest of the season with the bicep injury, I think it was, and he's probably, in my opinion, one of the most underrated players in the league. People know the name. I mean, if you really follow football, you know of him, but if you're a casual fan, he's got 97 sacks in his career, which is only one behind J.J. Watt and only nine behind Von Miller, and he's only 30 years old, so he's on pace. If he comes back healthy and plays another five, six seasons, he's probably going to finish in the top five all-time in sacks. Never even heard of him. I'll be honest. He used to play for the Patriots, um, and his brother, John Jones, I think it's his brother or his cousin. I believe it's his brother, UFC fighter. So, yeah, Chandler Jones used to play for the Patriots. They traded him to the Cardinals. Obviously, when you go to Arizona, everyone knows Larry Fitzgerald and Kyler Murray now. But a lot of the other players kind of fly under the radar. Um, but, yeah, Chandler Jones out for the season is a, is a big loss for them. He's, like I said, probably one of the most underrated players in the league. All right, now here's something that you uh, kind of wanted to talk about here. 
our top five teams ranked uh, as of today, October 14th. Um, so I'll let you go first with your number five team. All right. I'm going to go first with the, the first team out was the Titans. They really impressed me last night, but I've got them at six. So I was just going to mention them. They're the first team out. Uh, my first team in at number five is the Seattle Seahawks. Some people might be thinking, why don't you have them ranked higher? They're undefeated. They have Russell Wilson and a good offense. But again, their defense is on pace to give up the most yards in NFL history. So they're going to need to get that fixed. Uh, if they're going to have a chance in the playoffs, again, you don't have to have a top five or 10 defense, but you have to have a defense that's at least adequate. And they don't have that right now. Who do you got at number five? I have the Titans in five. Um, I, did, I was impressed. I probably wouldn't even have had them in the top five going into yesterday. Um, just I kind of thought that might derail them, the COVID and everything, and kind of the conspiracy theorist and, you know, whatever was actually happening there. But, you know, last night, that 42 to 16, I think, was the final. Um, just really impressed me. Um, but, yeah, I have them at number five. Okay. At number four, I've got the Rams. This was one of the teams I was concerned about coming into the season because I thought they'd given away uh, or made some pretty bad contracts and they've traded away some draft picks, but they look to be doing just fine. Uh, so I, I got to admit I was wrong on them and I got to put them in my top five. I got my number four. I have the Steelers at four um, undefeated. You know, we're going to see a little bit more out of them, you know, the, the next few weeks there with playing Cleveland and then the rest of the AFC North there, which is a real tough division. Uh, but right now, you know, probably, you know, the best run organization in football uh, from, you know, 1960 to now. Um, they, they're never bad. They just kind of reload. We've talked about it a few times on this uh, podcast in the last few weeks. You know, Big Ben was hurt last year. That's why they weren't as good. He's back. You know, he's still not Big Ben of 10 years ago. Uh, but he's good enough, and it's a really, really good team. I have them at four. No, I think that's a good spot for them. I mean, if they win this week and get to 5-0, and oh, they're probably going to take over uh, Seattle's spot for me. So moving on to number three, I have the Ravens. They got uh, pushed around a little bit by the Chiefs, so that's why I have them ranked at number three. I almost put them at four, but just given how well their roster is and the dynamic player that uh, Lamar Jackson is, I'm going to keep him at three for right now. That's a team I'll, I'll give kind of sneak peek. I don't even have them in my top five. I have not been impressed with them. Um, I think Lamar Jackson's a little bit hurt. They're not letting on as much as maybe they, they're uh, that he really is. I know he's missed some practice time and everything. I just don't see it with them. Um, maybe a little bit of hangover from last year where, you know, they were rock solid and then upset in the playoffs. They just need to prove it a little bit more to me. Yeah, the next step for the Ravens is winning in the playoffs. Everyone knows they're going to probably have a good record this year, obviously. They have a lot of talent. But until they actually get a win in the playoffs, people are going to have some doubts with them. Yep. My number three team is Seattle. Um, I just think, you know, in the NFL, a good coach and a good quarterback. I know their defense isn't great. And it actually really isn't even very good. But a coach and a quarterback, and you can go a long, long ways, and they got both of them. Yeah, I could see them there for you. I, I might be underrating them a little bit. Obviously, I really like Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll's a good coach. And they have some playmakers on defense, Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams. And you figure 
with Pete Carroll being the defensive minded coach that he is, the second half of the season, or by the second half of the season, that defense should hopefully be playing a little bit better uh, so they can make some noise in the playoffs. But yeah, you're right. I mean, if, when you have Russell Wilson, you're always going to have a chance every week. On the number two, I have the, this was tough for me because I almost put up the number one, but I have the Packers at number two. And I, I'm sure we'll probably have, I'm guessing we have the same two teams here for our top two. Uh, the reason I'm putting the Chiefs at one still is I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt since they're the Super Bowl champs. Uh, but the Packers look really good. Aaron Rodgers, we've talked about him already, is playing lights out. And they just seem to have a really good team all the way around offense, defense, special teams. Yeah, I, I have the same order there. I have Packers two, Chiefs one, same thing. Chiefs are defending Super Bowl champs. You know, they're going to lose some games. I mean, I, I don't I don't look into – I saw something where, you know, their offense is getting caught up a little bit. Zone defenses are starting to figure out Mahomes. Well, they might be a little bit. I don't doubt that, but he's really, really good. Um, anybody go out there and say they weren't going to lose a game is asinine, in my opinion. They're going to lose, as we talked about, two, three, four games. They'll be just fine. Uh, they just need to get uh, play at home in the playoffs. will be a big plus for them. Hopefully, as it gets farther and farther along, more uh, people can go to games. Uh, but the Chiefs are going to be right there. But, I, I mean, if you had to call it today, it's the Chiefs and the Packers in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'd agree. That's As of right now, through, uh, through five weeks, that would be my pick. Uh, I know we're going to do this every few weeks, probably do our top five or do our Super Bowl picks. They could change. Um, I know before the season I had Chiefs and Buccaneers, oh. and I've, I've switched to Chiefs and Packers. So we'll see in two or three weeks uh, what both of our predictions are, and be fun to keep track of as the year goes on. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, we're five weeks in. Overall, it's going well. I mean, it's not perfect. There's going to be bumps along the road. And they're going to continue to be bumps, and we'll see. I think one big thing that's going to start uh, happening is it's going to start getting cooler. Uh, weather's going to have some factors, and no one really knows what the virus is going to do uh, with that, um, if it makes it better, worse, however you want to look at it. I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows. Um, so we'll just see how it goes from there. But overall, NFL football is back, and, you know, Kind of one thing the NFL is doing a good job of, their ratings are still high compared to a lot of other sports. Um, I think some of it is they're spreading the games out, obviously. You know, another doubleheader on Monday this coming week. Uh, no Thursday game just because the way the schedule uh, happened. But with the lack of TV on regular networks right now, of scripted shows and everything, them trying to find places for games is easy, and it's not taking anything away. So – Expect to see more Tuesday, Thursday. I wouldn't even be surprised if you see some Friday games coming up. Yeah, anything's going to be possible with, with this COVID going on. And we talked a little bit earlier. You were saying you thought the Titans and Texans got moved to Monday night. And yeah. that, that would give us three Monday night games now. They would give us the Texans at the Titans. Again, if my app is correct, I'm looking at or up to date, I should say. The Chiefs at the Bills, for those listening – that's a 5 p.m. Eastern time start. So for most of your listeners, probably in Iowa or the Midwest, that's going to be 4 o'clock that game starting. 3 o'clock for uh, me out here in the mountains. And uh, a 2 o'clock Monday night football game for people on, on the West Coast. So uh, 
if you get off work early or if you can, you'll have some football to watch. And then uh, the final game that night will be the Cardinals at the Cowboys. I think I am wrong on that, Trevor. The app I have still shows it at, at noon on uh, Sunday. Houston okay. In Tennessee. Well, they, they, there's a lot that could change from now to then. And right. like I said, they're shuffling games around. It's, it's tough for even me to keep track of. And uh, I'm just kind of dependent on the apps or the websites to kind of help me out with all these uh, scheduling changes because it's just too much to look at week by week in the future because you know it's going to change every week. Yeah, and it, I might have just uh, misheard or whatever the, the Buffalo game got moved to Monday instead of the Tennessee. You know, okay, yeah, that one that one for sure got moved. So, yeah, again, that's an early game if uh, you're looking for something to, to And watch. that was supposed to be the Thursday game, correct? I believe so, yeah. I believe that was supposed to be a Thursday night game and got moved to Monday. Yep. So, All right. Well, thanks a lot, Trevor, and we'll talk to you again next week. One more thing. Okay. We got a couple minutes? Yep. Okay, I just want to talk about a, a few milestones that are about to happen. Oh, that's right. Yep. Uh, J.J. Watt's two sacks away from getting 100 in his career. Adrian Peterson is 810 yards away from passing Barry Sanders, fourth all-time on the rushing list. I don't know if he'll get that this year, but if he plays in the next year, he should. And he's 12 TDs, rushing touchdowns away from passing Marcus Allen, third all-time on the rushing touchdown list. This one kind of surprised me. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald only needs 154 receptions to pass Jerry Rice all time. Hmm. And I don't know if he's going to get that. Uh, definitely not going to get it this year, of course. Uh, he'd have to play at least another full season, maybe two. And with Larry Fitzgerald, it's always a year by year. It seemed like he was talking about retiring three or four years ago. And he just keeps hanging on for another year. So I'd like to see him play another year or two to see if he could uh, maybe – Past Jerry Rice. And the last one is Phillip Rivers needs 20 passing touchdowns to pass Dan Marino for fifth all time. And I think he should probably get that this season as long as he stays healthy and remains their starter. Absolutely. You know, those are just interesting and passing some really great names. And, you know, Adrian Peterson, you know, missed some time there and had, you know, that maybe right or wrong should or shouldn't have, or those records could already be broken. Yeah, he had a torn ACL one year, and then, of course, he was suspended for a while uh, over an incident. I can't remember how many games it was or if it was a full season now. I'd have to go back and look it up. But, yeah, he's, he's one of the best running backs of all time, and he's got a chance to do something special this year or maybe the next year if he plays. And he, he says he wants to play a few more years. So I'm sure there will be a, a place for him in the league as a, as a backup running back, you know, in Detroit or, or somewhere else. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks a lot, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Have a good one, Morgan. Thank you for listening to Morgan You Asked For Podcast. If you like what you hear, click the like button or hit subscribe if you want to hear more episodes from Morgan You Asked For Podcast. Also, if you would like to comment or with any show ideas or anything, please contact me at Morgan You Asked For Podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at RyanMorgan34.